Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. And I'm Kirsty Frugia from Feels Like Home. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. To hang out with us more, check out the Art of Decluttering on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd love you to check out our website, artofdecluttering.com.au and see all that's happening over there. Let's, Let's get, get started. started. Hey, Amy, what is your favourite room in your house? Oh, that's a good question. Um... It's not the kitchen. I think it's my study, my office. <laughs> You're laughing because that's predictable. Yes, because you love working. I do. I think it is my office. Um, yeah. Okay. Closely followed by a particular armchair and sitting in my lounge room with a book. Mm-hmm. Thirdly followed by my bedroom. Yes, that's where I was hoping you would go the first time. Right. Because this today's episode is brought to you by the master bedroom. Oh, not by my study? No. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Geraldine Van Ord for suggesting that we do this topic. We can't wait to get into it. So we're talking about all bedrooms or just the master bedroom? Just the master. Cool. What's We've your done favorite? kids' bedrooms already. That's true. And we did teens and they practically live in their bedrooms. Yes. <laughs> What's your favourite room in the house? I do love my bedroom. Your bedroom's pretty beautiful. Yeah, it is. I do love it. It could be even more beautiful. How? Uh, Another 400 pillows on your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but how many pillows do you have on your bed, Kirst? Mm. Um, Eight. Okay. No. Sure, there's not only eight? Yes, no, there's eight pillows. Plus? And two cushions. Oh, that's two totally, or three cushions at totally any one time. I'd forgotten. I was. I'd forgotten that we had. Yeah, I'd missed two cushion pillows. So we're talking minimum ten. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 What do you do with your cushions when you're in bed? How many of them do you use at night? None. Nothing gets used. Four. Oh, you mean cushion yeah. pillows? I, they're the same. Same. No, they're not. They're totally same. Same. I don't know the difference. <laughs> A pillow is something that you could put your head on. All right, you're talking decorative cushion. And a cushion is for decoration. Okay, so let's dump them in together and tell me how many. Now, how many pillow like cushions do we have? (laughs) We sleep on two cushions each. Okay, each. Yes. You sleep on two? Yeah. Why? Because that's what they do in the movies? No, no, because we haven't been able to get 
the right height for our heads with just one pillow and then the pillows shrink you know, no. the more you lay on them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I bought you the can, right pillow. Okay, you can tell me about bamboo pillows later. No, I don't have a bamboo oh, pillow. Has... But I, I want one now. <laughs> <laughs> I have bamboo pillow case. So you've got 12, 13. We've got one, you two. Keep adding things. We've got one, two, three, four. Four pillows, if we're talking like pillows. So there's two pillows that we sleep on, two decorative, two decorative pillows. pillows. And then thanks to you, because I love the way your bed's made, I copied. And now we have three decorative pillows that sit in front of that. Because if anyone hasn't seen a picture of Kirstie's bedroom, you have to look at her bed. Can you put a photo yeah, on will. our website? Because, or on the Facebook page or whatever, because Kirstie's bed is the most beautiful, luxurious bed in the world. Not quite, but it's It totally good. is. It's beautiful. It's not, I wouldn't qualify the world. Well, I've... You know, maybe in... North Kellyville on my street. (laughs) (laughs) So have a look. Our recommendation is that bedrooms across the spectrum need to be places of peace and intimacy. Like they're they're a special place in your house. They're not somewhere where you generally like invite friends in or say, hey, let's have a beer, jump in the bed or let's watch a movie and you're piling. You have other spaces that are communal, but your bedroom is your space. So we also think that you will sleep better in a decluttered and a peaceful environment. So many clients report sleeping better in bedrooms once they're decluttered and organized, don't they? Mm. So like kids, teens, young adults, singles, marrieds, retireds, so many people once they've decluttered their bedroom say, I cannot believe how well I slept. Yes. I don't know the science behind it. I know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Like... But I think not weird, meaning like unexplainable. Yeah. yeah. But is it? Because I think that it's just your eyes can rest in your room when it's decluttered. And so your brain can rest because it's not thinking about all the should-haves. Yes, because there's no tabs open when you're lying in bed. Yeah. You're not looking at the bookshelf thinking, I should read that book. I should declutter that book. I should get rid of those half-burnt candles. I really should pick up that pile of clothes on the floor. I should exercise because I've got a treadmill in my bedroom. I should really be <laughs> exercising. In fact, I'll get up at four o'clock in the morning and wake my partner and do a bit of exercise tomorrow morning <laughs> as you're going to sleep. All these things going around and around in your yeah. head. So I think that it's not unreasonable to oh. presume that no, you'll sleep gonna, better. Yeah. yeah, and I think for kids even more so because – What I find with adults, and tell me if this is just an Amy thing, is when adults try and go to sleep, they close their eyes and go, like, you pretend, this is how I tell my kids, in order to get to sleep, you just got to pretend you are asleep, right? So you kind of play dead. That's how you fall asleep. When you're going to sleep tonight, think about what's that stage between getting into bed and actually falling asleep? It's like you play dead. You pretend to be asleep. That's how you fall asleep, right? That's what adults do. You pretend every night. I'm just going to lie here and pretend I'm asleep until I actually fall asleep. But for children, they often lie there with their eyes open until they can't keep them open any longer and they slowly close. I have never thought about that. Yes. this is. I say to my kids, I can't get to sleep. Just lie there pretending you're asleep and it'll happen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. As I said, this could just be me. Can you, if you have ever thought about this and you're on my side, would you please let us know? 
Oh, I'm on your side. I totally close my eyes. Yeah, you pretend to be asleep. After I put down my phone. <laughs> but when it's to time to go to sleep, you pretend to be asleep. Yes. And that's how you fall asleep because you pretend and that happens. Yes, and that's why I love reading a book before I go to bed because it switches my mind off and I will often. But what you don't do is go, I'm going to go to sleep now and pick up a book and think, I'll just keep reading till I fall asleep. Which is what children do. Correct. My son does that yeah, all the time. So it's interesting. But what I'm saying in that is that for children, having a visually clear space is really important because their eyes will rest and their brain keeps going. So if all their toys are out on the floor and there's craft projects and there's a million posters on their walls, they may find it harder to go to sleep than if they're actually in a really peaceful, serene environment. Every child is totally different. But if you've got kids on the spectrum, often the visual clutter can be really um disconcerting for them because they they can't stop their their minds going they're looking at things they're coming up stories they're creating scenarios they're being really creative but adults we just close our eyes i'm like yeah i'm not dealing with that close my eyes pretend to be asleep i wonder when kids figure that out by themselves without their parents telling them i don't know we need to get like talk to a sleep specialist yeah tell me (laughs) Kirsty, have you ever um met with a client whose bedroom was like a catch-all for things so as you said like the exercise bike maybe a little office nook maybe they've got kids Christmas presents stashed away or they've like have you like the ironing gets done in the bedroom and every client (laughs) not every client but yes often I think because I think it comes to back to that master bedrooms are a private sanctuary often so it's a place that people don't willingly enter into like you have to be invited into that space even when you're friends with somebody often when our master bedroom is right at the beginning of the house and so people will often they have to walk past it to get into the rest of the house and we have we've got big double doors and they're always open we're like um full house we're full of house. The door's always open, <laughs> except it's not. And yeah, and that's it's your bedroom. Not, and it's a bedroom. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> except for everything she just said, yeah, yes. Yeah. But our doors are always open. And so you can always see into our bedroom and people often stop at the threshold. And if we're doing a tour of the house, I'm like, what are you doing? Come on in. Like, yeah. you're. this is not a sacred space while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so come on in, come in to have a look at the bathroom, whatever, when we're, you know, showing people around our house but because of that because master bedrooms are often a sacred space that you do not enter Mm. lightly (laughs) when you're visiting yeah it's a really safe place the doors often closed yeah the doors often close and it's often a place that you can quick people are coming around quick stuff swipe it don't swipe and you put it all in the master bedroom and by the time you end up back there you're exhausted and you want to just go to sleep So it's very, very common and very easy to make the master bedroom the dumping ground of the home. I love how you describe that. Like that's really the why behind master bedrooms getting cluttered, isn't it? Mm. I love it. Yeah. So it's important then to set a vision for what you want your master bedroom to look like. So if you share your master bedroom with another person, it's a great idea to do this together. If you have your master bedroom on your own, it's a job you get to be fully creative on your own. But what do you want to feel like when you're in there? What do you want to do in the bedroom? Do you want to work? Do you want to exercise? Do you want to watch movies or do you just want to sleep and that kind of thing? So once you've set the vision, then you want to create a space ideal for doing the things that you want to do in your bedroom. Yeah. Do you want it to be romantic and 
beautiful and sanctuary-like or doesn't need to have a dual purpose? Do you have no other space to have your office? Or a newborn. Or a newborn. And so you have to have that space, you know, you have to have a desk in there. Um, Is there a way that you can fashion your room, though, um, that part of it is for work and then part of it is still a sanctuary and still romantic or you know how whatever your vision for your room looks like Mm. are you loving getting into decluttering and organizing are you excited to get into different spaces in your house and to see the transformation that is possible but are you also finding that there are some things that just aren't sticking that you're finding that you just don't have the routine or system to really hold you where you want to be Well, Kirstie and I have developed the Art of Decluttering online course, which is an amazing six-module self-paced course with an interactive Facebook community. So if you want to go from overwhelmed to just nailing this decluttering thing, we would love you to join us. You just visit artofdecluttering.com.au forward slash course. We have payment plans available. Access it today and see that transformation that you've been dreaming of. Have an organized home that stays organized for life. We cannot wait to see you in the course. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And people say that your master bedroom is a reflection of the state of your relationship. I don't believe that's true. No. I don't think that you can look at someone's perfect bedroom and think they must have a great relationship or a horribly cluttered bedroom. And, but it's something that people say and it's, I think, a stigma that we often think like, well, my bedroom's a disgrace. It must be a state of a reflection of the state of my relationship. So I just want to come on the record, Kirstie and Amy saying, we do not believe that's true. No. We believe that it can be true, but that it is not a universal principle that no. one begets the other. No. However, <laughs> we do want to encourage you to honour yourself and to honour anybody else that you do share the bedroom with to make it a space worthy of making effort in. So put the clothes away, declutter it, make the bed, make the bed, make it beautiful, make it a sanctuary, make it inviting, make it whatever your vision for that is, honour yourself and honour anybody else who does share that space by making an effort. Kess, can you put on our Facebook page, please, the video of you making your bed that you created for our course community? Do you think you still have that? Yeah. Because I can do it again. Yeah. 
So Kirst has this ridiculously awesome, totally should go viral video about how she makes her bed that has changed our family. So we went from non-bed makers who could be bothered to, oh my gosh, it really only takes like 45 seconds. So, and our bedroom now, I really like the look of it. And it's just inviting because we bother making the bed and it's all thanks to Kirsty's method. So I would love you to share that with our family, our community, because mm. I think genuinely people are going to love it. Yeah. It's so super easy. It makes your bed like a hotel bed. It does. It's pretty amazing. And it, let's just put it out there. It wasn't me who came up with the idea. It was my ridiculously talented friend, Rochelle, and she probably learned it from somebody else as yeah. well. <laughs> That's okay. You can be the one that uh, goes viral on the whole thing. It's a pretty cool concept. I really like it. Yeah, and it really does take a whole lot of no time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's really Even when you're putting on 63 pillows like Kirsty does. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So we want to encourage you how to declutter your room. How do you declutter a master bedroom, Amy? You set a vision first of all. Absolutely. And then you get to the decluttering. Yeah. What happens there? Well, I would, first of all, always suggest that you get rid of any rubbish first. So there's often tissues or tags off clothing. There are shopping bags with receipts in them. There's often those kind of things in a bedroom that are just rubbish. You don't even have to think twice about it. Spare buttons that you're just never going to use or you don't know. If you eat in the bedroom, wrappers. Yeah. Any of that kind of thing. Don't eat in the bedroom. get rid of the rubbish. Get rid of the rubbish. Have we spoken about eating in the bedroom? We have. We have. Yeah. We know that you are massively against it. <laughs> and oh, we spoke about it in teenagers. That's right. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it was recent. You were. Yes, I was. Yeah. So clear, clear it of rubbish. And Next. then you really want to get rid of anything that you can quickly donate. So things that you go, okay, well, I'm not going to use that anymore. You know, if you. It depends what kind of declutter you're doing, to be honest. If you're going in there and just wanting to freshen it up and give it a quick declutter, then I would just get rid of anything that you can donate quickly and then anything that you want to keep, make sure it's displayed and done nicely. But if you're going to do like the full deep declutter, I would be getting every single book out and having a look at them. Like you would declutter any area, every single pair of leggings, everything in the wardrobe, everything in the drawers, everything on the top of the drawers. Often in master bedrooms, you find things that belong in other rooms of the house (laughs) that really should just go back into the other rooms and find a home. So that is another thing that you can do is clear it of all the things that belong in the other rooms. So take the kids' toys back to the kids' room, take the laundry and put it away in the bedrooms that it belongs in, get a book that you've finished reading go put it in the bookcase in the room that the bookcase lives in. Like it's really because how we described it before and it it can quickly become the family dumping ground. Just put things back in the room that they belong in. Find homes to everything. So if you've got um, little ears that are listening to this podcast with you, you may choose to skip this part and maybe go forward about three minutes so that your little ears don't have any questions that maybe you don't know how to answer. But or one, choose not to answer. Choose not to answer. <laughs> one of the things that um, we want to assure you of as professional organisers, there's a great meme, I'll try and find it and post it this week, that we're professional organisers, you're going to have to show us something pretty crazy to scare us. We see everything. 
And so when we come into your bedroom, it's totally okay when you've got a professional that's coming in and you're decluttering your bedroom. You don't need to hide your bottom drawer of your side table from us. Or your top drawer. Or your top drawer. Whatever. We get it. We get it. We have seen it all. Nothing surprises us. Nothing shocks us. We're not offended by anything. We want to help you live your best life towards your vision. And so... I just guess I'm putting it out there because so many clients, when we come in and say, oh, just leave that drawer. We know what's in that drawer when you say just leave that drawer. We have the same drawer. Everybody else has that drawer (laughs) as well. It's okay. So we just want to say when you do have a professional come in, we are totally cool with helping you declutter even that area of your life. And we're not embarrassed and we're not put off. We don't judge you. But it it is an area of your life that may need decluttering. So it's okay. You don't need to hide things before a professional organizer comes over. We probably didn't even need to give a little ears warning on no. that because we were very diplomatic, diplomatic <laughs> about it. <laughs> so how do you go about organizing in a master bedroom? I, as we've spoken about before in plenty of other episodes, sometimes when you declutter, you can completely declutter a piece of furniture. You can empty out something that was once used and it ends up not being needed or finding a house in another, finding a home in another room of the house, like the treadmill. (laughs) The treadmill does not belong in your bedroom. Andy. (laughs) Oh, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Andy is, but she certainly needs to. He? She? Oh, oh, I don't know now. Okay. Well, whoever Andy is, he or she, they need to declutter because Kessie's called you out. (laughs) Publicly shamed you. Yeah, that's right. But there are, there's often furniture. I've had bookshelves in bedrooms. You possibly don't need a bookshelf at all in your bedroom. Is there another place that that could belong? Yeah. Um, Are there too many sets of drawers? Mm. Often there's too many. Is there like a little display table? Like... Once you've gone through the little things, often the big pieces of furniture are completely superfluous. And if you've done the big declutter that Amy suggested before, if you've decluttered your clothes and you realise that you didn't need a tall boy and a short boy, you only need one, then yes, you've spent good money on buying good furniture 20 years ago. We know that. It does not necessarily... You've already spent the money. Keeping something in your house does not make it... It's not re- giving you a return on investment. No. You're not getting... It's spent, my friends. Yes. The money's gone. <laughs> it's an expenditure, not an investment. No piece of furniture is an investment. It's an expenditure. Yes. Keeping it does not give you a return on investment. No. <laughs> so if you can... If you've decluttered everything out of it and you realise that you no longer need it, you can make a little bit of money on it potentially by reselling it. And then potentially you may not be able to, so you could just donate it. So have a look around your bedroom with fresh eyes and see if there's anything that you've let accumulate over the years and you realize, or maybe what often happens is people move homes and they've bought furniture that perfectly matched, suited, was perfect for their old bedroom. And then they've moved into another bedroom and and they've made tried to make that furniture work in their new bedroom and it does not you are allowed to let it go you are allowed to make other furniture work better 
or use the walk-in wardrobe to its full potential. <laughs> let it go, peeps. Let it go. Do you have the right furniture even? Sometimes you, like as I said, if you've moved home and you've changed your bedroom around, you may not have the right furniture anymore. What are you going to do about it? You're going to let it go. Yeah, get yourself something that suits the space. Mm. All right, I have one last piece of advice from me and then we can hear if you've got any final thoughts, Kirst. But if I could give like one piece of advice when it comes to master bedrooms that I think will change the feel of your bedroom above and beyond anything else it's to reduce or eliminate if possible your floor drobe I think the thing that visually and emotionally is the most distressing in a bedroom is shoes and clothes and bags all on the floor next to the bed just sitting there or no on intention the of, or on <laughs> poor Andy or on the chair that you had in there so you could do reading <laughs> you actually just use it as a chair drobe yeah so my highest recommendation for your master bedroom is a saying that my girlfriend's mum used to say and that is if it's clean enough to wear again it's clean enough to put back in the wardrobe there ends the oracle of amy and if it's not clean enough to wear again get it to the laundry or the laundry basket don't use your floor <laughs> <laughs> That's a really quick and easy way to declutter your room, to make it visually clutter-free, is just by cleaning up all those clothes from the various places that you've got them hanging around your room. Yep, do it. We have, as we've mentioned, we have had an episode on kids' bedrooms and we have spoken about bedrooms littered all throughout our episodes. However, we also recommend this week that you listen to our episode number 50. It's called Grace and Freedom. And that's one of our favorite episodes. So we highly recommend you going back and listening to that if you haven't already. Or if you just want a little bit more Grace and Freedom, listen to it. <laughs> so we have an, another iTunes review to read out today. This one is by Katie Holston. And it says, Amy and Kirstie's podcast is excellent. I've been listening for a little over a year now and also joined their online course. Hey, Katie. The tips and tricks they provide have helped to transform my home. They are friendly and fun to listen to. I cannot recommend this podcast enough. Whee! Thank you, Katie. I love that when so many of our um, listeners say, okay, how did you find the podcast? A friend recommended it. Like, that is the best. So next time you're out for lunch with your girlfriends, pull out their phones, subscribe for them so that we'll automatically come up in their podcast um, schedule and then they too can enjoy the Arbor decluttering with us. Yay. Or your boyfriends. Get your boyfriends into it too. <laughs> Have a lovely week and we can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 